0: Oh, and welcome or welcome back to another episode of Black Hair in the Big Leagues. I'm your host, Salisha Thomas. And you guys, I've got like some butterflies in the tum tum today. Oh my goodness, the person who I have on today, I finally have gotten to meet him in person. I just met him about a month ago. He is a professional hairstylist. Um, So we've got a hairstylist on the call today. He's been in the business for well over 20 years and he hails from Southern California. Wow originally Israel, but his salon is in Southern California and he specializes in naturally curly hair. He does a curl by curl dry cut. I heard about him pre-pandemic and was all over his pages. I wanted to get in for a haircut with him, but I'm like, it's 3,000 miles away. This is not cheap. I can't get out there. But then my friend went and she had like this religious experience. I'm like, what the heck I had the worst FOMO ever. Well, cut to 2022. I finally got an appointment myself. And oh, Mike, it wasn't, it was not easy, folks. It wasn't, the, it wasn't hard. It's not impossible. But it, it was definitely not easy. Um, and I finally got in, um, I got out to California. And uh, let's see here. I've gone to some awesome. I've gone to some awesome people in the past who have done my hair, who have cut my curls who have cared for my hair. But I can I can finally say I have found someone who this is my favorite experience, who I am excited to go back too. Um, and I have a whole blog about it on my page detailing that because right now I really want to get to talking to him. Um, I am honored to have him on Black Hair in the Big Leagues today. He's been featured on Essence, Teen Vogue, Oprah.com, Cosmo, People, Us Weekly, InStyle. The list literally goes on and on. Y'all, Please put your hands together and help me welcome the one, the only, Curl Doctor, shy Mila!
1: Ah, the crowd?
0: The crowd goes wild. They're so
1: excited.
0: <laughs> oh, good morning. How are you? Good morning.
1: I'm doing great.
0: Um, where are you today?
1: Uh, I'm actually sitting outside watching my new pet owl.
0: I'm sorry, (laughs) you're what?
1: A baby owl, a juvenile owl decided to make my property its home and he chose the tree right above my front door and I'm obsessed and all I do is sit there and watch him nap. It's fascinating.
0: My gosh, that is very, like I was not expecting any of that Um, and that's awesome and you're in Southern California right now?
1: Yeah, I'm in LA.
0: Um, hi. So Hello. I just saw you about a month yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah. And PS, um, shy. Today is my wash day. It so looks I'm, great. Thanks. <laughs> I've really like tried not to touch it. I'm like, oh, I want big hair. And in the past, if I wanted big hair on day one, I would do all this stuff with my new pick. Uh come on, curl Dr. Pick. Come on. <laughs> um, I would try to pick it out and do all this stuff and I wouldn't understand why I got so frizzy. If it is my day one curls, I'm like, okay, maybe I should let it dry Mm -hmm. and mold. Um, Yeah, just let it be. Mm -hmm. But I just want to ask you just to get us started. Like how how did you find this world or how did this world find you?
1: Well, you know, start doing hair in the 90s. You know, everybody wanted those big stripy bleach highlights and everybody got crazy blowouts so that means everybody and i would just started to get frustrated because certain clients hair didn't look as good as others and it was killing me because i do the same thing i'm trying to be very delicate with my process i'm trying to burn their hair because i know it's it's dramatic to bleach and do blowouts but i'm still not getting the whole curly world and i noticed that certain clients that weren't getting those blowouts their hair looked better and then started analyzing their hair and see what their hair does and 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 trying to find ways that we can dry their hair after the color appointment that is really minimal you know processing applications so we decided to let it air dry and those women that don't get blowouts would tell me well i diffuse my hair sometimes so like can i watch (laughs) you know
0: Interesting. I actually was wondering about that. And I've got a lot of technical questions for you things that I've been wondering that I know other people are probably also wondering and I'm gonna just go out of order because you just mentioned it. But like, how important is a diffuser? Is it important? Do I have to use it? Is it okay if I don't?
1: So the diffuser process what it does and mimics the hot air, the element, the sun, the heat that is created around you. So if you let the hair air dry, it takes a long time sometimes for certain yeah. hair textures. Yeah. So the dryer can make the process a little bit faster. It depends how the dryer is used and depends on your hair condition and curl pattern actually does come into play when it comes to drying your hair because different curls will be dried differently with a diffuser. Um, so all you're trying to do is create warm air around your hair so the hair the moisture evaporates faster um
0: do i need like if i because i haven't used a diffuser in a while but right now i've got like this cheap blow dryer and the diffuser has broken like will it make a difference if i got a better brand if i spent more money does it matter like does that does the brand matter
1: without going into brands and trying to you know promote actual brands it does make a difference If the airflow that comes out of the dryer is better for your hair. So if it's crazy wind and it's like big holes and just blows the hair everywhere, it's not going to be good of a drying as a dryer diffuser that just blows constant, you know, very low wind, hot air. So it does make a difference on the type of a dryer.
0: I am glad that you said that because one of the biggest things that I've noticed since coming to you, because I have definitely, do you know how many things I've thrown in the trash since getting home, how many products I'm like, you know what, let me just clear all this out. I haven't used that in a long time anyway, and I'm not gonna use it again. I love using InnerSense since coming to your salon. Literally my, (laughs) and you use, um, I had a lot of different products used on me when I went to Capella Salon. Um, my, My hair is different. It feels different after wash day. It feels like the whole process, my hair is softer. My fiance is like, wait, your hair is so soft. He's like, and there's nothing on his, it, usually he puts his hands in my hair and his hand is covered. Oh in- God,
1: that's my biggest pet peeve. As a man that thinks about comfort of a human being. You know, I just think of comfort, What's what feels good. And I wouldn't want my head to be greasy or slimy or dripping oil.
0: And I didn't really think about it. I'm like, well, this is what I have to do to make my hair look moisturized and conditioned. And it just has to be dripping all the time. And that is not, that is not true. And so that's something that I learned from my visit with you. So my question for you is, how do you know, I thought I had a lot of products that were good for me. How do you differentiate between products that you're like, this is a yes for me and this is gonna be a no? We're gonna cut for a short ad break. All right, you guys, I've been really good about spreading the hair love and not saying what products I use on a regular basis, but the time has come. The shampoo and conditioner that has changed the game for me are both from, drumroll please. Innersense! Innersense Organic Beauty, period dot! Specifically, the hydrating cream hair bath and the hydrating cream conditioner, they have straight up changed the quality of my curls. And when I tell you, You guys, I know this is gross, but I used to go a long time between wash days. Uh Uh-uh, not anymore. Now, I love washing my hair at least once a week. A little bit goes a long way with these products. It is moisturizing. It's got clean ingredients. It's nourishing and it hydrates my hair. My hair gets so dry. I have finally found a shampoo and conditioner duo that makes me feel like I'm just swimming in moisturization, okay? When I was on a road trip last time I was in California, I went to six different Ultas up and down the state and literally stopped, got off the freeway to go to Ulta to look for these products and every single time they were sold out. But I could have just got it online and you can too. If you'd like 15% off your first online order, go ahead and hit the link InnerSenseBeauty.com. In the description box on this episode, or find the link on my website and type in Celicia15 and get 15% off your first online order for InnerSense. Y'all, all my friends who I've told about this who have tried it, they straight up do not go back to their old products. They convert just like I did. And I'm so excited to hear what your experience is to InnerSense Hydrating Cream, Hair Bath, and Conditioner. Get yours today. How do you differentiate between products that you're like, this is a yes for me, and this is going to be a no.
1: Um, I look at the ingredients to begin with, and then I open the bottle and put the product in my hand and I just kind of work it with my fingers. If it disappears into my skin and it feels like it's gone, then it has hope it might evaporate. But if I keep doing this and just becomes slimier and oilier, and greasy air and just doesn't go away it won't dissolve into my water in my hair it will just sit on the surface like it is on my skin and it's that means it's not going to penetrate the hair and work together with the hair texture that i have and you don't want just to sit there on the surface you know oh. it's not going to do anything it has to go into the hair and and work with The technical part of of our hair you know chemistry part
0: i i feel like i got in trouble when i sat in your chair and i i thought i'd done everything shy i was like i washed my hair i put a little bit of conditioner in it it's detangled i did my part i'm good and you called me out so fast you were like what's in your hair right now
1: yeah (laughs) i touched it i felt it (laughs) like
0: how did you and wait, did you know that I had Shea Moisture products in my hair, or did you just, or did you just know it was something that you just didn't like?
1: First, I touched it and felt what it did into my hand, and then after being around it for a while, I started getting the smell of it, and I could smell that common, familiar scent um, where familiar. it's. You know, It's a really good scent, but it doesn't remove what a cleanser should remove from our heads when it purifies your scalp. And when those certain ingredients and and scents that your body creates naturally aren't removed, and then you pile on top that really strong scent, together it combines to a new scent that is just not normal. You know, it doesn't smell fresh.
0: And in my mind, I was like, I just washed it. It's fresh. I'm good to go. You were like, don't ever use this ever again. (laughs) I'm like, what? I,
1: (sighs) And you're a prime example, because your hair today, and I'm sure you can be, you know, a true um, testament of what it is. Your hair looks better today than it did when you left our salon.
0: That is insane.
1: And it's true. It's not that we do it so well. It's because we found a way that works, that makes your life easier and makes your hair healthier.
0: Which, thank but, you, by the way.
1: You're welcome. You're because welcome. I love I the way I mean, it looks
0: when. I yeah, went.
1: yeah. That's. I mean, we want to teach. You know what we know, and the reason that we really want clients to come in without all that added buildup, because I would have loved to give you your hair after he looked four or five days, four or five times of you washing it. And, and you would have had that at our salon with your first visit had you not used the products that kind of create a barrier that makes that, the end game so much further away. So we wanna give our clients the best possible results. And a lot of times, you know, because we've done it for so long and because we're so experienced and because we've delivered over the years, there are really high expectations that people set when they Dang. come to visit us.
0: Yeah, I didn't even think about that.
1: You know, the expectations are really high because I totally understand and I respect anybody that's willing to wait how long it takes to get an appointment, pay yes. the f- price that it takes. Yes. And on top of that, make the arrangements to get to my place
0: yeah,
1: and then sit through the process that takes so long. Um, But we want to do that right. We want to do it so it takes a long time. So people come in with high expectations. And if they're not willing to be a partner in this process and get the hair ready for the process that we do, the next step, it makes it very difficult for us to deliver what we are expected to deliver. So. that's important to us to deliver, you know?
0: Yeah, I want to ask you because you touched on something as an artist, like I'm an artist and you're an artist, but in different ways. I'm on stage and you're cutting hair, but what you just described is something that I can absolutely relate to. And I want to know, how do you deal with that pressure when people are like, I, like, for me, it's like, oh, I just paid a lot of ticket to see a show that you're on stage. And you, people are paying a lot of money to sit in your chair and they're expecting the world how do you deal with that pressure each individual time and still enjoy it because i know when i was there you had joy you it's fun yeah how do you like how do you i guess how do you not let it get to you how do you not let the pressure get to you and also continue to have fun
1: well i understand that being a hairdresser is a blue collar i'm here to provide a service So once you come into terms with the fact that you're getting paid to provide a service, it's up to you whether to provide the best possible service or not. You know, even though we're considered artists, I'm more like an artist where you can get to choose the end results of your art, where if you go buy a piece of art, or you go buy a song, or you go listen to a comedian, or you go watch a movie, the artist chooses how to perform 100% to what they want to do. Yeah. I don't have that ability. I don't have 100% control of my art. My art is translated by the communication with the client. So yeah. even though I have the ability and the skill and the knowledge and experience to do what I think is best without that joint communication that creates you know harmony that works together and creates something together it doesn't work so clients have to come in understanding that i'm going to trust this person to do what they know how to do best
0: yeah either
1: i go along with their way and hopefully i can come out on top a winner which i should if i believe this method but if i don't believe in this method and i don't think it's the right fit it's not going to work when you come in and just try to go against the grain because I I don't yeah you don't go to a sushi restaurant and say I want ketchup right you know I don't know how to do hair with a greasy film I can't make hair that's really damaged look bouncy like your hair that's really healthy I don't have that ability I'm not a magician I'm a beautician. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, love you know, I love and I also loved while I was there, there were other people who looked like me in and mm. out of your chair. I'm like, okay. And I, and I saw a little bit of that on your page, which, which gave me the confidence, you know, to come in in the first place. But it was cool to see other girls. I'm like, oh. She has hair like me. Oh, wait. Her hair needs some help. And then by the time she leaves, I'm like, damn. Who, I I that. Mean, who is that? Oh my gosh. That. I'm like, Salisha, stop staring. You are staring. Like it was, it was such it was so cool to see the process on somebody else. I'm like, I just had that, and I'm I'm looking at me, but it's cool to see it on somebody else who has hair just like mine. And also, something that you said, Shy, you were like, listen, Salisha, I can take off a little bit of hair. I can take off a lot of bit of hair. Either way, you're gonna look great. So what do you want? <laughs> and that's what you did. <laughs> yeah, thank that's you. what you did. <laughs> and you cut off hair plenty of hair and by the time it was all the way done it looked like I had more hair than when I walked in that I mean you say you're a beautician not a magician but that felt pretty magical
1: it looked longer when you it walked did. out yeah but how long did you spend detangling your hair
0: um
1: you know the whole process of you know, the, the
0: yeah, cleansing
1: yeah. the hydrating detangling. tangling right. Applying the product under the dryer with the treatment, like it's such a tedious process that you are receiving. You know, we receive almost like, I mean, not to put it in a very blunt way, we almost like you receive a ziploc full of Lego pieces, and then you pull them apart and you put them all together. And 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 all all you're giving is putting the hair in order and separating each and every individual ringlet so the hair can move on its own. And that's what we want to teach our clients, how to have individual ringlets, you know?
0: Yes, that is what I want. I'm like, how do these girls be doing this down the street and their hair just like, when the wind picks it up, you can see all the curls. When the wind has picked up my hair in the past, it's just one clump, boom, boom,
1: I'm like. (laughs) My head moves.
0: Yeah, I want to be like those sexy girls with all the ringlets. Like this. yes (laughs) yes <laughs> With yes okay i want to know how have you ever shy has shy a have you ever had imposter syndrome or did you were you born knowing i'm gonna do hair like have you always had a confidence in it do you ever have to What's convince imposter
1: yourself? syndrome what is that
0: oh my god for those who are listening isn't I'm that foreign. a that is wow that's already a blessing that you don't even know what it is that is a foreign <laughs> okay so imposter syndrome is when you are thrust into um a job or a, the spotlight or any kind of place of like you've got a platform um anything like you got a promotion anything that is deemed as really awesome you are in that position. And when a lot of people who have imposter syndrome, it's like, they're like, oh my gosh, are people gonna find out that I'm not the real deal? Do I deserve to be here? Am I good enough? But really, yes, you are good enough, but the imposter syndrome is I am not, I'm not actually this good and people are gonna find me out at any moment. Have you ever experienced that or have you always had the confidence like, yeah, I deserve to be here, I am that good.
1: I feel like I'm still learning so I'm since I'm always evolving and learning I've never come to a place where I'm like I'm top of the food chain kind of deal because hair grows every day so if you're always evolving and learning you're still climbing up and and trying to be better at your craft so you, you can't stop you can't stop along the way and just look back you know I'm grateful for the career that I've had I'm definitely Feeling that I'm blessed to be here, but I feel like I've earned it through like the experiences that I've had. So, I no, no, I just you know, it's, it's I'm I'm a blue collar hairdresser, you know. I might be well known, but I just cut hair. You know, it's just it's a job that I have to do well. <laughs> There's no other way.
0: Shy, like listening to you, I don't think you realize like that is so refreshing what you just said and to hear how humble (laughs) because you could have an attitude if you wanted to and you don't i'm sorry my camera's going in and out it's so blurry right now but it is so refreshing to hear that and that you are still feeling like a student even though you are very that you are very good at what you do and so that it no it's just really great it's in touching to hear.
1: Thank you. Uh,
0: so I guess a follow-up would be, when did you have, like, you're not cheap, okay? No, you're you're not. When did you have- You know have- what's funny
1: thing is, sorry to, to stop yeah. there at the price point. People tell me that there's other stylists that do what I do and charge way more. And they ask me why I don't charge more and when I give them my reason, they think I'm crazy because I feel like I don't want to be priced out to a point where the average person can't save up and get a haircut. Because, you know, honestly, if you get a haircut once a year or twice a year properly, you're in better shape than a person that gets five long haircuts a year. And if you do the math like that, it's still more economical to save up and get a really good haircut and not get a haircut for six to eight months, they're just getting like little snips here and there with a little blowout, <clears throat> you know? So yeah, and when I find out other people that charge way more than me, ask me why I, I, I don't charge more. And I, I feel like I, I don't want to cater only to the really wealthy or the only the people that have saved up for that one time. I want to have regulars. I want to have college students mm. that can't afford it, Maybe they don't come every six weeks, but they don't need to come every six weeks. Yeah. they come once a year, twice a year. It's doable. So I I like being able to connect to the clients like me, which is regular people. And if I just had a really large, wealthy clientele, I think I would be kind of like uncomfortable, you know, (laughs) because it's not me.
0: That's so interesting. Yeah. Wait, 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 Shai, what was I going to ask you? Uh, I was going to say, oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Well, OK. And I am that regular person who I'm like, I did save up. And, you know, and I can't if you were more expensive, I'm like, I don't even know if I would have ever gotten in there. And I and I'm so glad that I did have the opportunity to get in your chair because I will be coming back. I already know that that I want you to be a part of- thank you i I want you to be a part of my life
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's been fun so far and you're talking about me having attitude i thought i gave you some attitude in my chair oh you
0: did you were like don't you use that again how could you
1: (laughs) but that's when i get really like protective of my client's hair because the hair doesn't have control of what you do to it it's almost like a child your hair is like your kid and you're like the parent and if i don't school the parent the parent won't treat their kids properly, so I, I have to school the yes. parents. Yes, oh <laughs> you know, my gosh.
0: Like <laughs> well, yeah, that is a great way to put it. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, I, I remember what I was gonna ask you. Where, okay, and so I was saying from a regular person's point of view, like you are like charging, well, I guess you could be charging way more but in my eyes i was like you're charging your worth and i want to know like i'm always on a confidence journey which is why i'm asking these questions where when did you find the confidence to charge what you charge because it i think that is a lot of people under under undercharge themselves and like for their services and i know we just had a, a conversation that kind of makes this a little bit more confusing but can you do you kind of get what i'm asking
1: yeah when i started doing hair in 94 um the going rate for a traditional haircut that would take a 45 minute appointment was 85 dollars that's that was the going rate in the industry and that was in 1994 yeah so if you just equate what home prices are going for and what gas prices are going for and what insurance goes for and yeah. what everything goes for, everything and rent, you know, what rent goes. Um, you know, my salon rent is $16,000 a month. Oh. It's, it's What?
0: Wait, what? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> this rent. What? Yeah, it's LA. It's expensive to, to live here. You know, we have staff, oh we have God. people working and assistants and receptionists and insurance and phone and call service. And <laughs> people think it's easy to own a business. It's it's not cheap to own a business. But if you do it right, you had a really good experience. So I felt like we're doing something right. And we're yes. given, I mean, we've there's a reason Capella has been in business since 95. There's a reason we are giving our clients the best possible salon experience that we know how to give as clients that have gone to other salons in the past. So I think we're, we're, we're able to do it staying with, you know, the, the, the cost of living. In, in, in the US. Holy
0: cow. That is incredible. Just like as a business perspective for that to cost so much and for you to be doing well, like you, God is blessing you. Let's go. We love like, I mean, people out here in New York know who you are. I was gonna get my hair cut by somebody else here, and I couldn't get an appointment, and um, it was last minute, blah blah blah. And I'd already had—I was already on the books with you, and, and so it. And they were like, "Wait, who are you going to?" I'm like, "Oh, um, his name's like—they call him the Curl Doctor Shot." They're like, "Oh, I know who that is. Like, that is—we're three thousand miles away. Like, you're doing something right, so." <laughs> I
1: mean you do it right, it's it, you know, the more you do something right, the more it, it it's shown and people see it and experience it. And you know, if you believe in something and it's right, you can't go wrong with it. You know what I mean? Like it works. You take care of the hair, keep it healthy, it works. And it's cool because I've already had two of my clients trained as my assistants to work as hairdressers. Like they came in to get haircut, they were clients, and the whole experience made them so inspired that they've gone to beauty school, waited oh until I had an opening to be my assistant.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Worked with me as assistants, trained them, and they've gone to do hair. You know, it's it's pretty cool to see that people want to learn how to do it, you know.
0: That's incredible.
1: Yeah, it's cool.
0: Wait, what about you? Do you have I've never seen you always have a look and you have on a look right now. For those of you who are who are listening to this podcast and not watching, Shy Shy is very stylish. He has a look. He has a, like the signature hat. He's got his jewelry on he and he looked like this exactly when I was in his chair getting my hair cut. But what does your hair look like? Do you have curls? Are you bald? What is it straight hair?
1: I shave it now. Um growing up I actually had really like really poofy, curly hair that I didn't know what it meant to be curly. So growing up, I, I would ask for haircuts that I saw in magazines that I thought were cool. And I remember being a teenager, always going to the salon barbershop with pictures of Johnny Depp asking for spiky hair. <laughs> and uh, of course, nobody was able to do it. And it got to a one point where, huh? Yeah, I wanted to had curly hair. And-
0: and asked for spiky
1: hair. In like early, early, early 90s, late 80s. Wow. And I remember I finally decided to save up my money. I was a 15-year-old kid babysitting. I saved up my babysitting money to go to like a real salon and to get a haircut. And I walked in and I showed the girl that I wanted, you know, I chose like somebody that looked the youngest. <laughs> she was like really like somebody I could relate to, you know. Oh. And I, I said, I want spiky hair and she Looked at the pictures and she laughed in my face and gave me a haircut. I didn't know why I shoved it in my face. I had no idea. I went home. It was not spiky. And I went back after I saved more money for another haircut. I went back to get a haircut. And as soon as I walk in the door, she sees me. She's like, oh, look who's here. It's Spike.
0: No, like,
1: They had a nickname for me at the salon. Ah. They made fun of me as Spike, the, the guy. That, and she never bothered saying, you have curly hair. You can't spike it. And nobody's bothering, nobody bothered explaining to me that I can't have certain looks because my hair was curly. I never even knew that what curly meant growing up, but I never even thought about it. So it wasn't like something that I, you know, that most people think about unless it's there's an awareness to it.
0: It's, I would have never guessed that you had gone through something like that. I thought that that was just like, like a, a, I don't know how many times have like, I looked at a picture of somebody who doesn't have curls like mine, like they've got softer curls Mm. than me. And I'm like, Yep, I want my hair to look like that. Well, Salisha, your curls are tighter than that. It's never gonna happen. It's not unless if you do something chemically to it, like when you're looking at and you had curly hair and wanting spiky hair, I just ah.
1: And what's funny is 100% of the girls that have hair that's looser than yours, would pay to have your hair. And and I tell this to all my clients, like, you're just saying that. And I and I uh, prove all my clients wrong by just getting random clients. Because you see, one girl has loose hair, one girl has tight hair. And yes. I always have the, the clients talk to each other about their hair. And it's always like they want the other person's curls. It's always, because I get it. You've had the same curl your whole life. And, and it's like, it doesn't change. It's the same hair, same curls. I get it. But at least you can grow it and change the length of it and change the shapes of it and change the colors of it. And now that you know you have curly hair, you know what, you know, you have options.
0: I want to ask you about reputation. What is your take on reputation? Like, uh, on obviously, you have a reputation. You have friends in the business who have reputations. We won't go into what we talked about in at your salon. Um, but like, who have good reputations and not good reputations. And what is... Like, what is your um, what's your take on having a positive or not positive reputation in your community or even the country?
1: Well, as far as hairdressers, unfortunately, there's two types. There's the type that loves to talk to their other hairdresser friends and make more hairdresser friends, which I value, and I have a lot of those friends that do hair, and we always talk about hair, and we're very comfortable sharing, learning from each other, just being there for each other, just talk about hair and not you know, making it look as if it's like a secret. Um, so you try to associate with, with those type of people because, you know, w- working in a salon, I've had hairdressers that work for me that would ask me for my color formulas all the time. And once in a while where my assistant or I would say, oh, how did you do that color? What did you use? Oh, I can't give you do my, my recipe? I don't share. But you've been asking me for five years, my recipes. Oh. I've been sharing all of them. Why oh. can't you share me one? Oh, no, because just how I operate it's just that's what makes me different than you. It's, okay, I guess you like to be on your own. And you know, uh, in a salon, and that's you've seen. I think you've seen in my salon how this the vibe is with the staff. They're very like engaging with each other. They're yes. very and and that's the good world atmosphere
0: that, in there for yeah, sure.
1: That's the world I want to be in, and that's who I surround myself with with other people that, are happy to be in a place that, you know, shares and, and explains and, and makes everybody around them happier. So, you know, you're always going to have haters and you can go through life doing something good without having haters. Right. And it's usually somebody that's jealous or lazy or, <laughs> or, true. you know, don't yeah. want to put the work in and they, they want to gain my 28 years of experience in six months. It just, you know, it, wow. it it doesn't happen. You have to, you have to climb the ladder and, and get to where you, you want to get. So, wow. you know, you, you ignore the ones that, you know, are not positive and, and I think they are usually left behind.
0: Wow.
1: Right? The positive goes forward. Negative yeah. goes backwards.
0: And the people who are trying to hold on to their own secrets and not be generous of them, like, it is interesting how that works out. I, yeah. And that's
1: why, if you notice my my Instagram, if you look at my posts, I just don't post pictures and say, oh, this is celebrity number one, celebrity number two. I, I never do that. I never even post sponsored posts. I don't take, you know, any payments for sponsoring posts about brands, products, anything. I, I'm trying to be as pure and as honest as possible. And that's why i post, usually stories. This is what I did. This is how I got to it. This is what we did, and that's the reason we did all this. and hopefully you learn. And it's not just, oh, you should go buy this shampoo. Oh, you should go buy this conditioner. It's never about that. I'll never try to push products on my clients or my you know followers or whoever's reading my yeah. my content. I want to share knowledge. And knowledge you can take with you. You know if yeah. I teach you knowledge and you move to a different island, or a different country, you could take the knowledge with you and do your hair there. But if you just uh, sell your products, you have to rely on those products, and then you're not you're not relying on your own talent. You're relying on the products. So yeah. I, I, my my Ooh. thing is teaching teaching my my clients and followers and staff and assistants and students and everybody that how to how to have those tools in you so you can you know rely on yourself
0: wow and you made me feel that way too when i was there you're like i'm gonna tell you about the products i'm using on you but you don't feel pressured at all to have to buy them and it's it's so nice to take that pressure off of like oh my gosh i'm to spend like 500 more dollars on these products or else i'll never look like this again and granted i did buy some of those products and i'm so glad i did but i didn't feel like oh i'm a a failure if i leave this salon without buying these things. So i i appreciate that so much. Um and also sidebar question, what do you like better, cutting or coloring?
1: So you know, i came into hair with this like vision of, you know, hair cutting, you know, the the vidassa soon and you know that's what drew me in. As i got into hair, reality check You're a 20-year-old kid that has never cut hair. You've never played with hair. You've never touched a woman's hair. You've never even seen a woman do a hair. And cutting hair is not that simple. So I learned color. And I realized that, you know, I'm kind of a nerd. And I love science. I love math. And you can create formulas with color without having to have that technical ability of sections and guidelines and haircuts. And I was just dove deep in, in into, the, the, you know, into the world of hair color and that just sucked me in. You know, I, I just kept going deeper and deeper into hair color. And the more I learned about hair color, the more I learned about how to color hair, the more I paid attention to what hair color does to the hair. And the more I understood what happens to hair, and that gave me the understanding of what needs to happen to have hair health healthier. And then by understanding what needs to happen for the hair to be healthier, also learn how to cut it to make it look better. So I love coloring because it's such a, a nerdy, vibey thing, like of a nerd. But cutting hair is such a fun thing to do because as you're cutting, the shape happens in your very, in front of your very own eyes.
0: Right, it really does.
1: Where color, I'm, I'm like putting all these fun colors. I'll see you in five hours and I'll <laughs> see how it turned out. And it's just to me, it's just like oh, I'm over it. You know, that's, it's like, that's and then really it comes funny. out you're like, wow, that looks really good. Okay, I'm I'm excited again. But okay. The five hours of waiting for what you've put into it to come to life on hair color. it's like uh,
0: wait that's really when did we do this (laughs) (laughs) that is so funny and also I'm I am so mad at myself that I did not get my hair colored while I was there but I'm like thank you for like not pressuring me but man I I am really looking forward to that on my next visit with you getting my hair colored
1: yeah so leave for yourself 28 hours to be a (laughs) hair (laughs) complaint
0: Oh my gosh. Okay. We're about to wrap up. Um, I, I want to ask you, what is your highest vision for yourself?
1: Um, in my industry career-wise?
0: Actually, however you want to answer that it can be about hair. It doesn't have to be.
1: Well, since we're talking hair, I mean, my dream, I'd love to have a school, like, you know, a big campus school where I can just teach, humans whether they want to do hair or they don't want to do hair just what i've learned and just keep sharing it i mean that would be for me the most fun is i envision walking from chair to chair and just telling people you can do this it'll make your life better and it, i would love that but it's really hard to do it you know without having the the funds to you know buy a structure and 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 Build it in LA. It's not going to happen. I know that it's it's not going to happen without prices.
0: But honestly, I just wanted you to put that out into the universe because anything that you put your mind to, it can ab- absolutely happen. You've already, Thank you've you. already. It done. almost
1: happened. I have said no to it you know, in Amsterdam. Sure what? You know. Wait. Yeah, it was an offer for me to open a school there, and I just couldn't do it.
0: Oh, is it that you want to live in California? Do you-
1: I just want to be around my family? And, you know. I just- <sighs> Don't so I don't want to live my life to work and then when I'm 80, enjoy five years of retirement. You know, yeah. I, 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 you know, I work four days a week. I work, you know, long hour days. I, yeah, you
0: know, I don't
1: want to just work my entire life. So, yeah, I
0: feel that.
1: something easier happens maybe, but <laughs> Amsterdam seemed like it would be a big commitment. Yeah,
0: yeah, you know? yeah, and to be away from yeah. yeah yeah you know what though it it's still possible for everything to align and for the location to be exactly what you want and i i'm just excited to watch the journey and i'll be thank checking you. in each thank year you. so thank you <laughs> um and before i let you go what are you what are you most grateful for today
1: today i'm grateful to be alive and healthy i mean I'm, that's my daily gratefulness
0: mm. to be alive and
1: healthy because. Health is not something you can choose. So when you have it, enjoy it.
0: Ah, yeah. Um, amen. How can people find you, Shy?
1: Um, I'm on Instagram mostly. That's my name. So at Shy Amiel. I have a Twitter, same at. Um my website is my name.com. Um yeah.
0: And I'll put that all in the um in the in the box in the description. Yeah, and box. people
1: can always tag me in their posts and if they have questions, happy to help with guiding people how to enjoy their hair like you're enjoying yours, you know. That's that's what it. we're trying to do here. That's, I love that's, it, Shy. Yeah. Oh, it's-, it's amazing and
0: Thank it's like
1: giving somebody a really, really difficult how to drive a race car and not knowing how to drive it because <laughs> right, you know it's so fun. You're like wow i have this on my head all this I, time
0: right oh my <laughs> it's god it's amazing I'm straightening my hair since the fourth grade and uh, had no idea so thank you so thank you much i'm so me. glad to get to meet you get to know you get thank my you. hair cut by you and thank you for amazing. coming on the show thank you that was fun oh thank my god thank you gosh. for inviting me uh Thank you, shy. And that wraps another episode of Black Hair in the Big League. Y'all, I'm so honored to have such great guests on this show. And if there's somebody who you want to listen to, please drop me a note on my Instagram at Thomas or at Black Hair Podcast and slip into those DMs and let me know what you want to hear, who you want to hear from. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast, rate it, leave a review, tell a friend, follow us on Patreon at Black Hair in the Big Leagues. Y'all, I'm so grateful that you are part of this community. It would not be the same without you. <laughs> shout out to Wilton Music for producing my theme song, Love C.O.D. Shout out to Colin Tabor for editing this episode and most of these episodes. And shout out to you for listening. Y'all, my heart is so big and i feel so grateful. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Black Hair in the Big Leagues. I'm your host, Alicia Thomas. See you next week.